Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. I'm your host, Ashwin. I'm joined by Varun. Varun, it's kind of hard to believe four weeks of the IPL are already done. I was writing up the title of this episode and it said IPL week four. Oh, it's not preview, actually. It's review. So I need to go ahead and change that. But yeah, how are you feeling? Four weeks are already done. Yeah, it's like now it comes, starts coming to the time where you're thinking in three weeks time, what do I do every day with my life? Uh, how do I fill that void? And, you know, we've done it for 15 years and it, life goes on. But week four is exciting time. It's just past the halfway mark. Uh, I was seeing Star Sports, they're calling it um, Rival Week or something like that because they're starting to come back into teams playing yeah. game number two against each other and um, and getting revenge for what happened in the previous game. So it's fun, man. I mean, we're going to talk about the table, but generally what has summed up the last week for me is that the middle order has started coming good. The first couple of weeks it was openers and now it's middle order. So that's been, that's been my yeah, highlight. You're talking about the middle order of each team, not the middle of the table. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The middle of the table is still decent. The bottom of the table is not. Yeah, it's interesting, actually. If you look at it, you could sit here and say Gujarat looks like they're pretty pretty certain. I mean, six out of eight, six wins out of eight, it looks like they're pretty certain they'll at least finish top four. And then Delhi's basically, I don't know if mathematically, but basically all but out. And So you talked about mathematically. I think just for the listeners, this is only the year two of 10 teams. Yeah. Historically in the IPL, you've needed 14 points plus mm-hmm. a solid NRR to... Uh, just about make the cut. It, 14 doesn't necessarily guarantee you um, a, a, a spot in the top four. I think with 10 teams, that has become 16. So just that everyone's aware. And I think 16 also may not guarantee you. But uh, with NRR, um, unless I shouldn't think differently, but I think 16 is that basic cutoff now. Yeah, I didn't do this before. I'm trying to do math, but it feels right. I think that generally yeah. feels like the right amount of math. So which basically, again, means Delhi is likely not to make it. You could say... KKR and Hyderabad are looking tough. However, Gujarat looks like they're pretty solid. But that means in the middle, from spots two through seven, everybody's still in contention, right? And we'll we'll go down the the kind of overall points table. But I think the other thing that happened this week was really it felt like total started to inch higher, which is not always normal in these long tournaments as you start to get used pitches, dead pitches, spinners coming good. But it felt like there was a lot of two hundred run scores and. A bunch of people starting, a bunch of teams starting to chase it down too, right? Yeah, it did. And the funny thing for me is that I think the pitches that we thought weren't um, going to be high scoring, like, um, I, I don't know if Lucknow, Mohali, at least not as high scoring as a Wangke Day or a Chinnaswamy, they've all kind of kicked off, right? Like all of these pitches are getting you 200 plus scores. And I think that is an effort, right? Like this year's IPL is actually very, very close. I Somehow I feel it's a batting-heavy IPL. Um, but yeah, it, it's been great. It's been great to see. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, interesting. And and we've had some really high totals get chased down. We had some pretty mediocre totals be defended. So always fun when it's, when it's a close competition. They did celebrate the IPL's 1,000th game today, which was all the rage. And I was like, that's such a random kind of statistic, right? Like, I don't know if it was some young marketing guy who's like, let's make a big deal of it and everybody's talking about it. But like, we've never celebrated a thousand games of anything. <laughs> that's because there haven't been a thousand games of anything. I guess that's true. But anyway. Put <laughs> out a poll saying in 1,000 games from now, who would likely be captain? Like Tilak or, you know, all these Jaisal, etc. And I was trying to do the math. I was like, that feels like a long time. 1,000 total game. Okay, that's so like another 13 years. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So in 13 yeah. years, maybe Tilak is captain. 
I mean, we never know. It's hard to predict. But Varun, let's start talking about the points table. We're going to go down bottom to top. I'm going to not go through every single game because that gets a lot and we don't need to relive every single one. Also, I've realized when you talk about one team playing against another, by the time you get to the other team, you've already kind of talked about it. So I just want to talk about a few highlights, but starting with the bottom, again, unfortunately, Delhi played two games this week and it was the the doubleheader back-to-back with playing SRH and, uh, and then at home and then away. Disappointing. I mean, one win, one loss, and the win was very, very scrappy. Uh, you know, a couple of notes really to take home. I think Mitch Marsh finally came good. But of course, when he did, Delhi still lost. And then in the win, again, arguably Hyderabad handed the game to Delhi. But still playing sort of Akshar Patel too low. And it feels like there's sort of an issue of thought leadership and strategy. And there's a couple of teams for which I'll say that. So I guess my question for you really is, what do you do from here if you're Delhi, right? If you're Ricky Ponting and Dada and Shane Watson, which is quite the think tank on paper, You've won two out of eight. You're likely not to make the playoffs. Do you just start, do you bring back Riley Rosso and Rovman Powell and change it up? Do you persist with the the Aman Khans of the world who haven't really lived up to the potential they had? What, like, what do you do when you're two out of eight? I mean, I think, I think you just, you find a way to prioritize getting into the middle of the table. So you do want to continue winning. You, you, you definitely need to start thinking about next year. Um, and what what do you do there, right? Like, for example, a Rovman Powell, just get him in a bit more, make him play spin, because he plays that kind of Hetmeyer role. And I think it's a very important role as a tournament progresses. But the sad thing for Delhi is beyond that, I don't know if there's that much they can do. Like, what else do you do? There's no auction this year. I think strategically you sign up for some decent trades, right? That's probably your best bet going forward in the next 12 months making sure that you're scouting new talent um, and ensuring that guys who are retained with you are getting enough opportunities now because you have nothing to lose. Um, I think coming ninth or 10th really doesn't matter. But yeah, talking about the Delhi team, I think a few things. One, Prithvi Shaw is dropped. and Wasn't even in the subs. Yeah, Wasn't even, even in the, the subs. So it's a very clear message. And I'm, I think that's a great sign. Because I think somebody like Prithvi needs to kick up his backside. And this is it. And Ponting actually came out and said it's been 13 or 14 IPL games across two seasons since he last scored a 50. Um, even when you look at that stat, I'm willing to take a bet that says 10 out of the 13 times he couldn't even cross 15 or 20. Yeah. So Ponting has come out pretty strongly and said that. So so I think that is that is one. Secondly, Phil Salt or Salt Phil or whatever his name is. He finally is coming, looking looking good, looking better, decent keeper, opening that. Definitely not of the potential of other overseas players that teams have, but um, but doing that. Yes, third, Mitch Marsh, the guy who feels like Ponting's son, the only guy who never gets dropped from the team. He is um, he's coming good. He picked up four wickets and hit 50-plus, and that's what an all-round performance is. I mean, you could imagine Shane Watson would have been very proud of him. So I think those are the top three. And then fourth, Akshar, man, I saw again, Star Sports, I watched it on that. It They showed like players who have had the highest impact in this IPL. And Akshar Patel was among the top five. Right? Yeah, so so I, I don't want to spend too much more time on Delhi, but why are they not playing him more then? Like, why do you keep batting, persisting on, insisting on batting him at seven if none of your players ahead of him have really delivered? Should you play him at I, four? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I would. I think there's a case for five. I just I do feel four is a bit early, especially 
you know, if he was to get out or something. <laughs> Especially like given that a fourth wicket is, or second wicket is falling pretty early. Consistently. Yeah, I mean, it's a stupid logic. But yeah, if Akshar Patel, I, I would bat him at five. I think that's a great position for him. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll add to what you said is that Prithvi Shah batted six innings, average 7.8. Then you had Aman Khan, who got five innings of batting, average 6.8. And Abhishek Porel, who batted four innings and batted eight, uh, averaged 8.2. It is just, and then you look, Mitchell March is still averaging 15.6. Safraj is averaging 13.2. It really is David Warner and Akshar Patel. And that's it. Manish Pandey made some runs in the last game. But yeah, just nobody else showed up. Yeah, and and let's be honest, the game we won against SRH, we made only 144. So they lost it. It's yeah. I don't think Delhi won it. Let's talk about SRH then. So they're slightly ahead of Delhi on the table, but only one point ahead and uh, or one win, two points ahead and really not not looking great, right? When we last spoke, I had picked as my ex-actor, one of the few that I was seemingly wrong about, I picked Harry Brook and he made that magnificent century and then has just failed a few times again. But yeah, so obviously the only two matches SRH played in the last week were against Delhi. Talk to me about their batting order a little. Right, so so Brook and Mayank opened, then Abhishek and Mayank opened, then Brook was at four, then Brook was at five, and what they just they just haven't seemed to figure it out. Even though it seems like on paper they're they, you know everybody said they're a good side going in. Yeah, and I got a lot of hate for it, right? Because I said, oh, yeah, this team just doesn't look like they're going to gel. Um, I mean, they've batted Mayank Agarwal at number six. I think the last time he batted at six was in the Gabba test because there were only 11 people fit enough to play. Yeah. I don't I don't recall another time he's batted at, at number six. Or, so for me, it's it's shocking, man. Like if Abhishek Sharma is that good, then just be consistent with him. He's a good, genuine all-rounder. He gets you runs in the power play. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just don't get it. You're right. They've Nothing seems to be working for them. They started off decent. Harry Brook, I mean, that comment he made about, I hope this will shut Indian fans up. Yeah, it's come to bite you, man. You've, it just you, has. You, you just can't you, say that stuff. Yeah, you've um, you've got single-digit scores after that 100. You've become irrelevant. I mean, we play fantasy. Nobody's picking him now because there's just no faith in him. Mayanka Garwal just hasn't come good for a long time. Um, Markram, I thought, would, be do, would do much better, but he's been... I don't know. It's just unlucky or not good enough. Klassen is doing well. Sundar has another hamstring injury. Like the number of injuries Sundar has is is unbelievable. And then even bowling wise, like apart from Bovi, who's the consistent bowler in that team? Man, it's it's just it feels like a little bit of a mess. Yeah, it, it, it's been disappointing. And I think the only thing I'll say is Sundar, to your point, is now out for the rest of the season. So just disappointing. Just can't seems like such a talented player, but. But disappointing. And honestly, not a lot else to say about SRH. It's like between last week's episode and this week's episode, Hyderabad and Delhi played each other twice and are both bottom of the table. <laughs> so I'm going to spend less time on them. I'll keep going up the table and KKR is next, right? And so KKR, before, so we when we last recorded this, Chennai and the Chennai match had just started and had incurred a huge loss to them. And that, I mean, obviously an outstanding uh, performance by Jinkia Rahane, and we'll talk that in the CSK section. Then they picked up a pretty good win against the the RCB team, and then they lost to the Gujarat. Gujarat side, and everybody seems to lose, everybody seems to lose to Gujarat. So so it's hard to say what drove that. But a couple of thoughts there, right? Jason Roy was a big factor in the win against RCB. 
Varun Chakravarti finally showed, you know, showed what he, why he's this good and why he was retained by them. And then Roy couldn't play the next game, but Gurbaz subbed in for him and also played excellent at the top of the order. And Russell hit some, some good sixes, but then Varun after a man of the match uh, performance took zero for 42. So, so is it, I guess I said this on last week's show, but I come back to it again. Is it an issue of thinking and captaincy? I asked this with Delhi, but I really feel this with KKR. doesn't feel like they're maximizing Russell. doesn't feel like they're picking Gurbaz and Roy when, uh, versus Roy when the grounds are playing to their strengths or when, you know, maximizing shorter boundaries and field positions. And, and no discredit to Nitish, but I, I can't help but think that's part of the issue here. Yeah, it is. I think Nitish Anna, I don't know if he has that captaincy, that experience. Um, to 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 lead this side, right? And I think they've also been a little bit messed up in their thinking. Like suddenly we saw Thakur come in at three. Thakur has been dropped the last few games. Um, Jagdeesan is just not coming good, right? He he was with Chennai and he didn't get that many opportunities because Ruturaj started playing uh, well. But he was touted as like a pretty good, the next big thing. David Weiser is... A class player, but again, where are you batting him? I'm just three, four, five, six, seven, six or seven. Why aren't you changing this up, right? Like, I think AKR needs to now just get Gurbaz and Roy to open yeah. um, and just have a Venki Iyer at, 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 at three. And everyone just needs to keep going for it because you do have enough firepower. Can't help but think that Russell and Narayan are... They're a pro and a con for them, right? Like you can't move past them and they've done so well for you in the past, but at some point you got to move on. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't think KKR was this bad a team, but it's just nothing seems to be clicking for them. And also remember our predictions, right? Like we had said, what well, I had said SRH will be pretty low at the table, which is right. I think you had said Samson will fail after the first two weeks, which has been spot on. But DJ said KKR is going to be in the top four. I, we don't have DJ on today, but next week we definitely should ask him about that. Yeah, I agree. I think I think you summarized it really well. The only one shining star that I give a shout out to is actually has been Rinku Singh. I think yeah. he has just been such a revelation. I mean, he's been excellent for years now, but really consistently showing up in the IPL and you know, young future talent. So I really hope they get some good wins and allow him to continue to showcase his talent, because yeah, you sit here and say they've got three wins out of nine, by, while uh, Hyderabad and Delhi only got they only played eight games. Excuse me. However, one of those was that Rinku Singh magic. Like they really yeah. didn't even deserve That's that. What, argument, and I remember right? so, talking to my uh, KKR friends at that point when uh, I said the only difference between DC and KKR up to one game ago was five balls played by Rinku Singh. That's the yeah. only difference yeah. between the teams. Absolutely right. Right, let's keep going up the order. And a little bit of a surprise entrant, if you ignore last year, but in seventh place on the table this year was last year's wooden spoon winners or whatever we want to call them, is the Mumbai Indians. And so since our last show, they had a uh, you know a huge loss to Gujarat. And that's part of why I'm saying, okay, everybody seems like they're losing to Gujarat. It's fine. But but this was a big loss to Gujarat, right? I think um, to, just tough across the board. And I'll, I'll ask you about more specifics. And then a fantastic win today, Sunday, at the second match of the doubleheader, thanks to some an unbelievable heroics, uh, kind of across the, the batting order, but Surya Kumar Yadav, and then, of course, Tim David at the end. So so nice to see them back to that, like, hey, Pollard and Hardik, finishing matches for them. They, they kind of did that again. Let me ask you a little bit about 
the fact that in both these games they conceded 200 and one they couldn't 200 plus and in one they couldn't uh, chase it down and one they did what's happening overall with the bowling so Arjun Tendulkar defended that last over then went for 31 runs in the over then last match gotta give him credit two overs one for nine but only bowled two overs despite being one for nine in the two uh, and but and then Riley Meredith Cameron Green Kumar Karthikeya all got smashed by the Gujarat team uh, and so that's my one question is the bowlers and two we got to talk about the skipper. He was my pick for X Factor, and I just, I just want to know what you think is going on. And happy birthday, Rajesh. <laughs> yeah, Great did ask that question. Yeah, because I'm about to launch into him. But let's talk about let's wish him happy birthday. Talk about other things and then come into that. Perfect. Well, well broken apart. It's the so sandwich method birthday. of feedback, right? If say something yeah, so good. Yeah. So something. happy birthday, Rohit. Great <laughs> job and staying alive and getting to another year. Did you see the joke he uh, cracked at the press conference, by the way? No. What? Harsha said happy 36th birthday, Rohit. And he said, I'm only 35. And poor Harsha got really awkward. He's like, oh gosh, they've given me the wrong data. Then he said, no, I'm kidding. I'm 36. And like, it was just unnecessary. But fine. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the batting and the bowling. The bowling is just, it doesn't have the experience behind it. I think it's a, <laughs> It's a, probably a deliberate effort, but as you were reading out the list of bowlers, there is there is just nobody there with that kind of experience. Now, the plan was to have Bumrah and Archer bowl the last four every game, um, but plans don't always work out. Bumrah is not even there. Archer has been in and out, and Archer has bowled, been bowling pretty badly, if I might say so. And that's coming off the back of being out of international cricket for almost a year and a half, two years, I think. So... The bowling is inexperienced. Um, they are going to go for runs because they are not going to basically not figure out kind of how to bowl in the critical moments, right? So I think that's one. Uh, Arjun Tendulkar just doesn't have the pace, and so they have to they have to play him carefully, right? Because you don't want to demoralize the guy. Uh, yet you you do. I see him as a great bowler to bowl through the middle overs. Um, so I think I think that's there. But generally, yes. Apart from Piyush Chavla, and man, did he roll back the clock. He's bowling beautifully. And the whole Mumbai Indians bowling is centered around him. The batting. Now, let's talk I love, about by the way, that we keep saying roll back the clock. I mean, he's Virat Sage, right? So, yeah, it just feels he's like he's there. so old. I mean, he, he, he's, he been there since, so <laughs> he's been there since, what, 2005 or something? Just been around. Um, so, yeah, what was I saying? Um, You're talking about the so yeah, so now the batting. So I want to give credit to them, right? Because a couple of games we've seen in Mumbai Indians yesterday, if all your batsmen go at 30 of 18 balls, you're going to win the game, right? Um, 30, 35, 40 of 18, 20, 25 balls. They're going to win the game. It's not about it's not about who's getting the 50s. It's not about getting the starts. If you're chasing 10 runs and over, the lesson is keep going at 10 runs and over. Because if you start going at 6, 7 and it's, changes to 14, 15 required, you're going to lose. And we saw that a lot. And in fact, that was a trend. The teams batting first were starting to win. So I give a lot of credit to Mumbai for their middle order, just kind of figuring this out. Sky coming back to form is important. Green is a very clean hitter of the ball. Tim David finishing, Tilak in the middle. So it looks it looks like a solid batting lineup, but given the bowling, you're going to have to chase and everyone has to always fire. Sky was out of form earlier today. Kishan doesn't seem that great. I've said it before. I just don't think Kishan is reliable enough. But from an IPL perspective, yeah, he's a great opening batsman. The issue for me is Rohit Sharma. And Ashwin, I'm going to ask you, when was the last time he did something we remember? Like notable. 
I, I just yeah, I, I can't it, remember. You got to go pretty far back, unfortunately. For India, for Mumbai Indians, I just don't remember the last time he did anything. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was. Uh, I mean, for sure, the 2019 World Cup. And let's give him credit for his yeah, test form. That's been four years. No, and, and let's give him credit for his test form. He's looked pretty good in test cricket in the last couple of years. But in the T20 format, that is an excellent question. And there's a few of you listening live on YouTube. If you have an answer, let us know. I mean, yeah, but you're you're spot on in the limited overs format. He just hasn't. In yeah. either limited overs format. So. And and the, other, the last thing that I was telling a friend yesterday is his captaincy isn't looking great or inspiring either. So this whole, I won five trophies and I'm the greatest captain India has never had and those kind of things. So your form is bad. Nobody's talking about it. Why? When Kohli was going through this patch, the whole world is talking about it. Now your captaincy isn't great. You're languishing somewhere in the middle of the table. But I guess, I, I don't know, maybe he's just, I think, yeah, Rohit Sharma doesn't have that much time left. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to be really interesting, actually, now that you start saying it like that, and we, we'll talk about them later. But there are just so many young Indian top-order batters who are jumping at the bit for those spots. And Dhawan and ODIs, at least, has already lost it. Yeah. And there will be there will be fierce competition as soon as this next World Cup ends for those spots. And and yeah, Rohit needs to step up. Otherwise, it's tough because they've made him skipper of all format skipper now. And suddenly he's lost his form. So, yeah. Right, we're going to round out the top five and then we'll take a quick break. But RCB, actually not a lot to talk about this week. They only played one game. This is the yeah. funny thing about scheduling and the fact that we record Sunday to Sunday. They got a couple more games this next week. But they only played one and it was another loss. I don't really have much to say. I think the same thing. I said we, they, ch- they were chasing about 200 odd and made 179. I just, you know, good credit to the KKR bowlers, I guess. But Virat looked good. And if Faf and Maxi don't fire, I mean, you got some runs from Lomroar, you got Karthik starting to bat a little bit. They, they made 179 for eight and 20 overs, just didn't get there. So this is really a if this, then that kind of if Maxi and Faf do well, yeah, then win. If not, then lose. And that's that's been the case for fifteen years, right? Sixteen. <laughs> yeah, years. it was AB and Gale and now it's yeah. it, That's it. You you <laughs> got top three heavy, but did you see that meme about the batting order of uh, of RCB? It no. says it's Virat Kohli, Faf, Maxwell, and then it's O Palan Hare, Nirgun or Hare, Tumrevin Hamra. Please, <laughs> to me. Please, I that just went crazy when I saw that. Was, That's what it is. Like, just play the night before. There's nothing else. Yeah, I mean, disappointing, man. It's nice to see Kohli bat well. It was great to see him as skipper in those couple of matches. But, uh, yeah, of course, Faf has just been doing the ideal. I know it's because of injury, but not field and then come out and, as an impact player bat. And just, it's great. It's exactly what every neighborhood cricket player dreams of. Right, Varun, let's take a really quick break and we come back and talk about the top five. A little bit of a different dynamic. This is the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. We've covered the bottom five teams. Now let's talk about the teams that notched up some wins. The Punjab Kings team played two matches this week, one and one, but they're sitting, you know, in a pretty fighting position in fifth and an outstanding win against uh, a CSK side, and we'll talk about the how, but chasing over 200. And so, yeah, I mean, the first match, they lost to Lucknow. Lucknow made 257. So they're probably looking at some bowling concerns, but Stoinis when he just shows up, which, again, we'll talk about Lucknow when we get there. But when you concede 257, you almost never have a chance. I'll give a shout-out to the young, uncapped opener, Atharva Taide, who made a, 
uh, a pretty good contribution at the top of the order, got them to 201. But uh, 257 has never been chased on in an IPL, nothing close. I think 226 or something is the highest chase. And then Dhawan, as Dhawan came back, CSK gets 200. So again, conceded a lot. But did you get a chance to watch that last over? Yeah, I did. It was something else. I mean, specifically, I was on a plane. And so I was, my the Wi-Fi I had on the flight was was pretty spotty, but I was texting you. That's why I was like, they needed three off the last ball. And you're thinking, okay, it'll either be, you know, swing and a miss and they get one and fall short, hit it to a fielder, they manage two or a boundary. And the last thing I expected. Yeah. But just just to stop you before, because you were on a flight, what he did was he kind of, before the ball was bowled, he looked at that way, right? He practiced a shot that was going to go behind oh, the keeper. He faked them out. No, it, no. and what happened is, is that everyone thought he's faking them out and, and he, did he actually played that shot. The double bluff. Yeah, and so he, yeah, and so he did that and That's the ball cool. just went over. It was always going to be two and then when you stop the ball at the boundary rope, push it back in and then come back to pick up and throw, mm-hmm. you've got your run there. So, I mean, that experience, right? Like, to run three, to three needed of one ball, nobody would think of running three. Yeah, that's what I'm. I mean, that I would would love to see what the probabilities were. It was probably the lowest probability, like one, two, four, six are the most likely scenarios. I would say more likely even that you have a wide or no ball. But I mean, full credit to Sikandar Raza, experienced campaigner, showed you know, d- double bluffed them out or whatever he did, and just just great. I mean, yeah, just just full credit to them. Outstanding chase, nice to see. Obviously. Uh, you know, it wasn't just him. It was a uh, who ended up. Devin Conway ended up getting man of the match, so that's not helpful. But Prab Simran Singh at the top of the order. Liam Livingston came good. He hit those three sixes and one over, and the, he just started looking good. Sam Curran contributed, but yeah, seems like they're able to finish games, and they're happy to have Davan back. It seems like. Yeah, so Davan, it's just great to have him back because on the field and at the top of the order, he's not done much. But even at twenty-eight or fifteen in a two-hundred chase is is good. But here's the kicker for me, right? Like I want to give Punjab a lot of credit because you. this is what teams like DC and KKR should look at. I'm going to name five out of the 11 players and I can guarantee you that, like, I mean, I would never have thought these five could be in the top five of the table. Prab Simran Singh, Atharva Taide, Jitesh Sharma, Shahrukh Khan and Harpreet Brar. Five out of 11 are these guys. Arguably... All teams have these five types of players. It's just about how you click, how you come back, how you keep going for runs. And even when you fail, come pick yourself up, man. Get back into it. Like Aman Khan and what? I mean, the averages you were reading out were just 6.2. I mean, I would back you. I would back you and me to average that if we got Yeah, I mean, I could go to the average. Six, you just top edge and get six six runs. I mean, I could hit an average of 6.2, right? Like... Like jokes about but DJ would be hitting yeah. like averages yeah, of 20 in the IPL plus. Um, anyway, yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think the one question mark there on their kind of selection was the whole Nathan Ellis thing. Even when Rabada came in, they were leaving him on the bench and then he did okay. But now that Rabada's back, you just see why he's the the class all-format bowler that he is. And it's nice that they've kind of found a, a settled overseas contingent as well. So so kudos to Punjab. Wouldn't, not a lot of people predict them being in a fighting spot, but five wins out of nine, they are right up there. And by the way, you mentioned Dhawan on the field and, and his captaincy, but there's something about the culture he creates off the field. You see it. 
the way at the end of a match, the the players hug him, they reach out to him, the way he's in that dressing room, like cheering him. He's a he's a good yes man. He's a good he's a he's like a Rhina Esker. He's a little bit of a cheerleader for his players, and they seem to love that and react well to it. Yeah, and he does Insta reels with them all the time. Like, that's it. What else that, could you do with young guys? <laughs> that's it. What else do you need to do? Right. Let's keep going up. They were higher up when we did last week's episode, and they've played two matches since last week and lost both. One to uh, Rajasthan, one to Punjab, and we've talked about both those games a little. But I'm talking about the Chennai Super Kings that have now dropped to fourth. Still very, very much in contention. Tied at five wins with the team in second, third, fourth, fifth. So so they're right there to, your, to the point we made at the front. But yeah, a little bit of a struggle, right? After the Rahane heroics that against KKR, which were absolutely phenomenal. And I'll come back and ask you about him. Devin Conway then... And made a 50 in that game, then couldn't get going in the power play in the match against Rajasthan. Just couldn't get going. Made uh, 8 of 16 or something. And then came back and made 92 the next game and gone right of the match in a losing cause, the Punjab match we just talked about. So lots to unpack with CSK. Still pretty, you're still pretty comfortable that they're in a fighting position. But let me ask you about the, the longest format of the game and the fact that Ajinkya Rahane has had a absolutely magnificent IPL and has now been recalled to the test side for the World Test Championship in England. What are your thoughts on this? This is a loaded question. I'm so confused because if you go back like maybe 50 episodes or 40 episodes ago, I was just like, Rani needs to be dropped, Rani needs to be dropped, Rani needs to be dropped. Now, a lot of people are going to see the IPL form and say that he's done this. Ravi Shastri came out in support of Rani saying in 2020, he... Of what was twenty twenty one, he won you that series in Australia and he hit Melbourne and nobody talks about that. Since then he had a bad time. He then went to the domestic circuit and scored a shit ton of runs there. And now the IPL is just that final icing on the cake, right? So three things have worked in favor of Rahane, things that he could control, or two things. The other flip side is Shreyas Ayer is injured, and he was your number five. Rishabh Pant is injured. Um, and so he, between five and six, you don't have that experience anymore. Sky and Kishan were taken, not in the squad, in India to play against uh, Australia in the test. I don't think they're going to be able to do it overseas. That experience, they've never done it before. And then you're pretty much going to have to play KS Bharat, right? Because in the championship final, you're not going to take a chance by making Rahul keep. I think we'll talk more about it after the IPL. And so I think it's naturally this is the best fit. So I give credit for them to think about it. And this is the best team that I think they are sending. I'm conflicted because, like I said, I was the first guy to say drop him. But I also think this is a one-off, man. I don't think we're going to see him back like playing in the next five years. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I'm the biggest advocate of not confusing one form form in one format for the other, for the most part. Like Sky, I think we we just lost him months of his life by bringing him into the test side and just messing up what our goal is from him. Just, he is, I, when you watch the shots he hit, he's one of the best T20 batters maybe to have ever played the game. Let him be an expert. He's not 21 years old. You need to groom him for the next 15, 17 years. So, so on Rahane, I think the difference is two things. One, cricket is a momentum game. And so there is elements of the, of the form and the momentum he has that could transfer through the summer. Two, he is 
one of our best current generation overseas test batters. Now, he hadn't had a good run of form. And so if Ayer and Pant were fit to your point, I don't. there's no question in my mind that they go. But now that you have this, all the dynamics you said, and you layer in that he's got this momentum form on his side, I understand the better. So we will talk about it a lot after the IPL, like you said. But it was interesting that that announcement happened uh, just a couple of days ago. Yeah. And we're into our top three. The Rajasthan Royals. So we talked about this massive CSK game that uh, that happened and uh, and a big, big, very important win. Yashasvi Jaiswal in that game made 77. And then in today's game against the Mumbai Indians, which actually was the loss, which is shocking to talk about, he made a absolutely magnificent 100. And it was a little bit of a, almost like the Venki Ayer 100, where he made 124 runs, but nobody else really stood up around him. And as magnificent as the knock was, Rajasthan just fell a little short. So... So when we and that was, earlier, in, that, that was in Mumbai as well, Venkiyaya's 100. Yeah, and Jaiswal's a Mumbai kid, right? So it, like for him, it was his home stadium, his home a home match from, from that perspective. Yeah, I mean, are you concerned about Rajasthan? I think Butler is somebody we've all consistently picked in our fantasy teams over and over, and he's been falling a little short. Samson, you mentioned earlier. But as long as Jaiswal comes coming good, Parikal's game come good some games, how are you feeling about Rajasthan? Well, so they're actually one of my favorite teams this year, and I I really want them to to win. They got very close last year. I think they've got a great squad. They've got great team dynamics, um, good overseas players, solid Indian uh, batters, great spinners. Everything kind of works. Like I really like Rajasthan Royal. And the spinner thing you said is the, my favorite thing about it. Just watching Ash Chahal and then on the grounds so that now Zampa, it's just magnificent. Like the, they can just choke you from over seven through. Whatever, yeah, think about six this, like, why, don't, yeah, why don't more teams play 12 overs of spin? Because yeah. you can choke the players completely. It, it was just great watching number one. Sorry, yeah. I cut you off. Yeah. No, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it is, um, it, it's a situation where I think I'm a little worried about Butler because I don't know if he's lost interest or what, but like I have no doubt he'll show up in the playoffs and um, that, that's when they need him. Like but huge century. We talked yeah. about like correlation between Butler scoring runs and Rajasthan winning is unfortunately even with this great squad they've built it's just too high so I think Butler needs to start coming good because remember the in the IPL getting into top two is a huge huge uh, benefit so you don't want a situation where you're coming close and you've come number three because then you have to play two matches to get into the final so I think I think um, I think that's important Samson man the other thing is what's happening like he just does this every year. Okay, his captaincy may be getting better. His And there was um, a comment made today on, I think it was Bogle again, but on the commentary, where they said normally when players don't go on to make scores, big scores, they look bad or they look they look scratchy or something. Samson looks so good for those first 10, 15 runs and then completely against the run of play tends to get out. And it just seems so counter. Like even when he made the 14, 15 he made in the last couple of games, those first few shots looked so good. And then just he couldn't convert. Yeah, and I I don't know what's the, there's a lot of arguments, right? If Samson can consistently consistently hit thirty of twelve balls, maybe there's a case for a game like that. But I don't think he does that either, and I think that's what's worrying. But generally, I think all looks good. They're also shuffling with their batting order a little bit. Sometimes Ashwin comes up, Holder comes up, Hetmeyer is has been uh, good. Padikal is just unfortunate, man. He 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 seems like a great. Uh, opening bat or even a number three, but in this squad, he's just not going to get that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it would be. It's, I wouldn't be surprised if he eventually makes his way to another team where he can get more more of an opportunity. But 
yeah, c- congrats to Jaiswal. Picked up the orange cap, was wearing it this, uh, this morning on the field. And it's just so great to see a young young Indian cricketer have that. I mean, he's still 21, j- recently turned 21, right? He's got a long and very bright future as a lefty, especially. Right, we're down to the top two. Both new franchises from last year's tournament, good last year's champion, and I guess playoff qualifier, but didn't make it to the, the finals. In second place right now is the Lucknow Super Giants. And I talked about it a couple of times. They only played one game, I guess, this uh, this week was against the Punjab Kings. They put up 257. Varun is the secret to Lucknow being able to put on these massive totals, allowing the skipper to get out early. It has to be. Right? We saw we saw <laughs> a really crazy. stupid stand that said, when he gets out for under 20 runs, the team's average score is probably close to 200. And when he gets out for anything above 20 runs, their highest score has been 159. Yes, when he made less than 20, the scores were 127 for 5, 159, 154, 128. Yeah. When he got out for less than 20, 193, 205, 213, and then 257. Like almost. Yeah, so when you follow. take the average, that's like it's, 215 or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so why doesn't he get it? Like, why is he so stubborn? I just don't understand. Why is nobody around him telling him to change his game. We know he's he's done well. He's hit the fastest 50 and stuff. Like, he's just too stubborn, man. He just can't get over it. So, he yes, I think Lucknow has done really, really well. And we can see there's a comment that's coming from Nikhila Vasti. After how much Varun hyped up Rahul before the season, he's been a huge disappointment. Yeah, this is my fault. So, Nikhil is a friend. And I told him Rahul has been the highest run scorer uh, for many years. Now, I didn't lie. I, that's the that's the reality. I said the truth. Nobody can predict the future, but if you look at past history, KL Rahul has been a great fantasy. Listen, player. KL Rahul is eleventh on the list of run scorers this year, or still, right? Like he's ahead of Rinku Singh, ahead of Shivam Dubey, ahead of Shikhar Dhawan, ahead of Glenn Maxwell, all of whom have had good seasons. So he gets you points. He, he just gets you points. Doesn't in a painful way. It's very painful to watch, but yeah, Lucknow Super Giants looking great, man. I think. Top, yeah, I think top three for sure. And I had said this before the tournament as well. I don't know. Stoinis was phenomenal in the last game. He did get injured though when he was trying to take a, a catch or stop a ball off his own bowling. So I hope that's okay. Nikki P looks very good as well. Uh, Deepak Huda looks terrible. <laughs> He's done nothing. Just after, after I vouched for him to be the next guy in the India team. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, and Badoni's uh, been promoted and stuff. So generally, yeah, looks like a good team, man. And I think nine bowlers um, with the impact rule can bowl at any time. I, I think they're looking good. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think the question is, does Quinton de Kock find his way back into the side? He's just been chilling on the bed. It's amazing, man. Eric, I would, if I was de Kock, I would be super pissed, right? Like, I'm in the form of my life. I've come down to be part of this IPL team and you're making me sit on the bench. But I think he walks into any of the other nine starting 11s. Yeah, exactly. That's what I don't understand. It's, um, it's just, yeah, it's just a very, it's just unfortunate. Yeah, I agree. Right. We're down to our top side and we're going to have to talk about Hardik Pandya's just continued magical run. I mean, they just, they've only lost two and none of them were in the last week. They played the Mumbai Indians and the KKR side this past week. Just a couple of great victories. I mean, I know you want to talk about uh, Hardik Pandya. Obviously, he's captaining the side, but some of the runs are coming from Hardik Pandya 2.0 or 3.0 or whatever we call him. 
Uh, and of course, I'm talking about Vijay Shankar. I mean, the way in which he just beat, single-handedly beat the KKR side was was shocking. And then Shubman Gill came back to form. They played Abhinav Manohar at six, who I picked as my uncapped guy because, you know, I figured why not try something new? And he got me some points there in fantasy. And there was a great, uh, you know, Rashid Khan started to show up again, even though he got drunk in the next day. I just, I'd like, I can go on forever, but just, they just look it's so just, good. Right? They just have a different hero every game. That is it. That's the thing about Gujarat Titans. And I think that's what teams need to start realizing that the IPL is not about the, the purple cap holder or the orange cap holder. If uh, everyone from an Abhinav Manohar to a Tevatya to a Miller to a Gil to uh, Pandya to Vijay Shankar, every one of these guys has won you a, a game on their own. And it's been different. I'm, I mean, I'm willing to bet that man of the matches are different for all the Gujarat matches. It's um, it's it's a great it's a great quality to have as a team. You can see Kirsten is there. You can see Nehra on the field. Um, there's something about the dynamics that work. Hardik, what is he the new captain? Cool, maybe we we'll see after this year's ODI World Cup. I think it's his um, captaincy is his for the taking. But man, the Vijay Shankar, the ease with which he beat KKR, hmm. it's not easy. Sunil Narayan, Varun Chakravarti. He just he just stonked them with there was two point one overs to go, and he finished off the match. He made it fifty of twenty three or twenty four balls. Yeah, I mean that is unbelievable. And this is a guy who we had all written off. So yeah, yeah. gotta give him full credit. I mean, to your point, Gujarat just looks like a well oiled machine. Great side. I will call out. There was one nice moment in the KKR game, or nice for depending on how you look at it. But when Gurbaz made his eighty one, he ended up getting out, and it was uh, Gurbaz caught Rashid Khan. Bold Nur Ahmad. And I think it was the first instance of all three players involved yeah. in dismissal being Afghanistan. And when you think about when the IPL started 12, 13 years ago, I don't think anybody would have thought that could happen. Yeah. So just great to see. And and Nur Ahmad, man, he's been bowling excellent. And so credit to him. Rashid, in fact, has been picking. It's, it's a very interesting correlation. When you pick up wickets, your economy um, is bound to be higher because you are bowling a few more deliveries that are making the batsman play short. Yeah. In the last few years, I've always felt Rashid's economy was so good, but his wickets were not that high. Yeah. Maybe a perception, maybe factually. No, it's true. I don't think he's but, reliable like a fantasy cricket pick because exactly. he does, exactly. he, but his role is to contain. Yeah, this year he's picking more wickets, but boy, is he getting talked, man. He's like, yeah, he went, I think he went, he went for 54 against the KKR team. Yeah, so it's an interesting one to watch. Because great players do come back, right? Absolutely. He's, uh, you know, and he is a T20 great if we ever saw one. Varun, some interesting matches to your point coming up in the week ahead. Do you predict a lot of movement on the points table or you feel pretty good? It sounds like you feel pretty good about Gujarat and Lucknow. Uh, any any other movement predicted? Does RCB make a surge? Does Mumbai continue their winning form after this game? What is your kind of bet think, for this week? I think Mumbai will get some momentum. I think RCB is going to struggle just because they have finished most of their matches at Chinnaswamy, right? So mm. keep that in mind. Their yeah, home games yeah. are done and they've not won enough at home. Now they get on the road and they start playing in um, in yeah, in yeah all these different venues that is not going to be that easy starting with Lucknow today. So I think RCB is going to have a tough time. But generally, yeah, I'm quite comfortable with the top four. Right. So we've talked a little bit about fantasy cricket. I'm going to do a quick update for those of you playing our Edges and Sledges fan league. 
Uh, I've had a pretty rough week, unfortunately, but I don't think I've used any of my boosters yet. Or have you? Have you used them? Or? Yeah, I've used two boosters, and I'm having a worse week than you. So that's yeah, so I have a hopefully I have time to search, but I've been a little behind. Uh, so I'm currently sitting at our adjacent slide, just finally get twenty first. Varun, I still don't think you're officially in it, which is great. But if you were, you would be forty third, and uh, DJ is down in forty ninth. So we all have a little bit of work to do. But quick shout out to our um, top three teams. We've seen some movement. The number one team is uh, Mehek Shukla, 96, with 14,982 points. Number two team is Kan San, who I think has actually been a top three player before the name rings a bell. And number four is Pranav's one. Uh, Thuruk Gulan, who was in the top last week, has dropped to five, but still right up there. Uh, so so keep playing. Lots of Make sure you use those boosters wisely. Make sure you remember to change teams for the double headers. Varun. This has been a lot of fun. Week five preview coming out. Review. I keep calling it preview. Re- week five's review will come next week. And we'll be back then at One Tip One Hand on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Send us comments on YouTube. We read them all. Uh, send us emails if you need to contact at one tip one hand.com. We'll be back next week to talk about week five of the IPL. Thanks for joining.